0: Hey, it's Saba. This is a special podcast episode that we're bringing you because Election Day is here around the corner, and we want you to be informed when you go walk in that booth. We'll be back next Tuesday on our regularly scheduled program. Ready? Born ready. Ready. of Where the Party At. I'm your host, Saba Long. Atlanta voters! Election day is here, Tuesday, November 2nd. So on the pod so far, we've given you a breakdown of the mayor's race, the city council president's race, we've released one-on-one interviews with these candidates. Now, let me say something, I've gotten some questions about why we haven't interviewed Kasim Reed yet. (gasps) So, Mayor, if you're listening, I'd love to have you on the show. I hope we can make this happen in the runoffs. We've reached out to the team, so hopefully that will happen in the runoff election. So, one thing we have not talked about so far is the Atlanta Board of Education race. Honestly, I'm a little, I feel a little guilty about this because as hot as the mayor's race is and what's happening at City Hall, really where we should be paying a lot of attention is across the street at the APS building, the Atlanta Public Schools building, because what happens there has an even greater impact on the city. So why doesn't the school board get as much attention? You know, I've asked myself this a lot and I actually have a lot of questions, as I'm sure you do too. So let's do a quick rundown of how many people are on the school board, what they're responsible for, and we'll go even a little bit deeper on why you should be paying attention to the school board election. So there are nine school board seats of the nine, six are district seats, three are citywide seats. There's a board chair and a vice chair, and that is decided uh, by the actual school board. In this election, every school board seat is either open or contested. Now these school board members are responsible for things like approving policies that govern the district, approving the budget that is set forth by the superintendent hiring and firing the superintendent and so the board governs and the superintendent administers so how much is the budget for aps for this school year 1.4 billion yes with the b Damn. now let's compare that to the city of atlanta budget so the budget the city council approved this summer Now, remember, the mayor is the one who puts forth the budget. The city council approves it. That budget, $710 million. So, again, why aren't we paying more attention to the school board when their budget is much bigger? Much bigger. Another weird thing, the salaries for the school board members. It's so low compared to the council. So, at the beginning of 2022, the salary for the school board will jump from just over $15,000 to $22,500 for the year. Now, if you're the vice chair or the chair, you get a little bit more. Let me tell you the salary for the Atlanta City Council. In 2022, they're gonna go from 60,000, just over 60,000, to $72,360. Right, you're thinking, what the heck? 22,500 to 72,360. Would we have different candidates running for the school board if the salaries weren't so uh, different? Uh, Perhaps. Now, on the city council is not a full time job technically, and neither is the school board. Um, But, you know, because of that salary increase that happens on the school, on the council side, I bet those council members are able to put a little bit more time into their work. And I wonder if that would also be the case for the school board. Now, let's talk about students and education outcomes. At APS, there are just over 50,000 students enrolled. Uh, About 73% of the student population is African American. Now, if you remember the city, if you look at the 2020 uh, census, it's about 50-50. It's evenly split between black and white. About 75% of the students qualify for free or reduced lunch. And then by the way, I want to give APS and its uh, partners some props. Now, when the pandemic happened, if you think about the fact that 75 of those students, 75% of those students are on free or reduced lunch, what happened during the pandemic? Right? How did they get breakfast and lunch when they would usually get it at the school? What APS did is they brought their partners together. And they provided free breakfast and free lunch for students five days a week throughout the beginning of the pandemic where it was completely shut down and everyone was working from home. That was a massive effort uh, and a real lifesaver for thousands of families. So props to APS for making that happen. This year, APS reached an all-time high school graduation rate of 83.1%. Now, that's great news, but the reality is black and Latino students still aren't graduating at the same rates as their white peers. Another interesting point around this is black students and especially black boys are suspended at higher rates. Now, my understanding, this is something that APS is actually working on and the board in particular is working on this. So, the Annie EKC Foundation, and this is a nonprofit that has a huge presence in Atlanta, they did in 2019 an update to their Changing the Odds report. And this report really talks about just how pervasive inequality is between poor Black residents and everyone else. And that includes that everyone else includes wealthy Black residents too, you know, since Atlanta's Wakanda and all. So, the reality is, Third grade reading and math levels in this city are bad. Black kids are about 20% proficient in reading and math at the third grade level. Not okay. Now, I'm sure you heard the phrase, they build prisons based on third grade reading levels. Now, I don't want to be a total Debbie Downer, so let me give you a quick plug. Uh, The Urban League of Great Atlanta, they started this program with APS called Race to Read uh, to tackle this problem, to improve third-grade reading levels. It's something that anyone can participate, and I encourage you listening today to go look up Race to Read and find a way to give back and support this program. Now, if we're worried about equity and access to good-paying jobs today, knowing those stats, what the heck is it going to look like 10 years from now? Right? Every single policy that happens on the mayor and city council side On that other side of Trinity Avenue, that impacts Atlanta students and their families. So, housing affordability. The house that that parent can afford determines where their child goes to school. A first-time homebuyer program. That means that parent can keep their child in the same school cluster and not have to worry about moving them around when they're pressured by their landlord because the landlord wants to raise the rents. Transit access. Being able to take the bus or the train to a job, saving money on car costs. Maybe that parent can then put more money into paying for extracurricular activities for their kid. Stuff like sidewalk infrastructure, separated bike lanes. That means that kid can now safely walk or bike to school and gives them that independence instead of having to rely on the parent. Right? Workforce training programs. That parent can go from a minimum wage job to a $15, $20, or even $30 job, and a career, which gives them the ability to raise their families out of poverty. So when you're voting for mayor, when you're voting for council, you need to think about that and encourage these elected officials to work with the school board and put forth policies that actually put families first. So let me leave you with a few resources. If you haven't had a chance to research the candidates, that includes the school board candidates. Now, first, I'm going to plug my organization because this is my podcast. It's called (laughs) Atlanta Civic Circle. Uh, We did candidate Q&As with everyone running for school board, council, and mayor. It is the best nonpartisan resource out there. Another organization I'm going to plug that's done a lot of work in the education space in Atlanta, particularly around the elections, is Equity in Education Atlanta. It's a nonprofit advocacy group. They've solely focused on the school board. They've educated and endorsed a slate of school board candidates. So that means they didn't just say, hey, we're going to support you. They say, here's how to run an effective campaign. Here's how when you get elected, here are the things that you need to do. So they weren't you know, approaching I'm interested in running for office and not having that relevant information. Now, over the runoff, we'll work to get interviews with the school board candidates so that you can hear directly from them. Again, a reminder, election day is Tuesday, November 2nd. Polls are open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. If you don't know where where to vote, go to this website, mvp.sos.ga.gov. Or if you don't want to type in that website, just Google where to vote Atlanta, and I'm sure you'll be able to find your polling precinct. Yeah. Now, as I sign off, I've got to lament about one thing. Voter turnout in this election is so low. About 31,000 people have voted so far. Now, how many people are registered to vote in Atlanta? More than 400,000. This is bad. So in the last mayoral election, less than 100,000 people voted. We might just be on track to do less than that in this election, unless there's a surge of people like you listening who go vote on election day. And the crazy thing about that is our city has grown so much in four years So we have more voters, but fewer people participating. Now, another thing that grinds my gears of the folks who've already voted, 42% of them are 65 and older. So the 18 to 29 demographic, just 5% of the total voters, 30 to 39%, less than 11% of the total voters. Where are y'all? What's up? Now, it's all good to protest and complain and, and fuss when things aren't going right. You should do that, absolutely. But you also have to go vote. All politics is local. Yeah. The person that's in local office today ends up being your next congressman or governor. Now, remember Congressman John Lewis, the conscience of the house? Guess what he did before he ran for Congress? He was a city council person. So make sure you go out there and vote. Vote for the kids. Vote for the future of Atlanta. I'm Sabalong. Long. Peace out. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Where the Party At, your political podcast. If you want to get an alert when we drop an episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And do me a big favor. Leave a review and let others know what you love about our podcasts. Now science says leaving a positive review is known to give you perfect skin and rock solid abs. So go ahead and let that good karma come your way. Thank you.